Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show the same way, man, by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar, tuning into the bar. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast that helps us a great deal and like i do every week i bring an awesome guest uh this awesome guest uh is on the other side of the pine as they say uh which is always a, a privilege to uh connect with uh international folks i have on my dear brother oliver how you doing today i'm very well thanks Dwayne. yeah good to be with you Yes, sir. Likewise. Likewise. So, Oliver, I love to, uh, you know, when we start the show, give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, you got the floor to do that here. No problem. Thanks very much. Yeah. Well, as Dwayne says, I'm I'm Oliver. I've been in the ministry, in the pastoral ministry now for 24 years in the same place, uh, just mm. north of Manchester. So uh, football, football territory, Manchester City, Manchester United. Um, however, uh, football has no interest for me whatsoever. Passes me by. Lots of members of the church do, but not me. Um, yeah, I've been there, as I say, for 24 years. I'm married to Alison. We have six children. Our eldest is due to be married in just over a week. So oh, we're wow. looking for that. He's 25. Nice. Uh, very thankful for God's grace and kindness. Yeah. That's awesome. 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 Man, so... Uh, six kids. I have four. Um, so just you Catch win. Up, no, up. no, 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 no. You win. Like I, <laughs> I, <laughs> the game is over on my side. Like yeah, you you win that one. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful, man. Um, so I I mean I know we're here to talk about the book. Want to get into that, man? But I always like to take opportunities when I'm talking to uh, pastors, uh, guys in ministry, uh, to just kind of talk about the context. I mean, you're. You know, you're in uh, uh, UK and, and it's, it's different than over here in the States. Uh, talk about, I guess, um, the challenges you see over there that, you know, someone in the States may be able to relate to, um, even as you had to adjust with the, you know, quote unquote, uh, pandemic. Sure, sure. Well, that's a big subject, Dwayne. So I know. I'll, I'll, I'll take just, your time. <laughs> I'll just, well, I'll give a couple of pointers and then you can pick up on whatever you want. Yeah, but but for us, I think we were um, we were caught with our trousers down, really, mm -hmm. as churches. We weren't aware, we weren't alert, we weren't sharp, we weren't prepared. And so, when the, the lockdowns began, we we just we just capitulated as churches in the main, uh, and uh, it took quite some time for any kind of proper biblical response to to kick in and i think we our naivety in relation to the civil authorities was exposed um so we 
we we we trusted them far too much we mm. accepted what they said so when they came along for example and said look we want to do this that and the other we want to make you shut down we want to make you wear masks we want to make you do this or that or whatever it may, may be um then we we accepted that uh, as being in good faith for good motives uh but all the time um with the one hand they say they want to save lives but with the other hand they're destroying lives so if we go right back to the the first month of lockdown in may 2020 one of the first things our parliament did was to um uh was to legalize uh, abortion in the home by means of what we call pills in the post wow so whereas up to that point if you wanted to if you wanted to slaughter your child in the womb then at least you had to visit a clinic at least you had to be interviewed by a doctor at least there had to be some process that you went through uh but as of may 2020 um we were told initially temporarily but only yesterday it was voted in our parliament to be permanent that a mm. woman can now pick up the telephone make a call uh say i've I'm pregnant. I don't want the baby. Please send me pills in the post to kill the child. And wow. she can slaughter the child in her own home. So this is the kind of what I'm, I'm mentioning that because it shows the, the dichotomy between what government claim. We want to save lives. We're interested in the good of society. We, we, we're serving people. We want the best for you. And therefore, you must do this, this and this. And yet, on the other hand, uh actually they are slaughtering the most vulnerable of all and making it easier and easier and under the cover of a pandemic mm. they're actually bringing in uh regulations and laws uh which are wicked wicked i think i saw a statistic earlier today that 150,000 babies have been slaughtered wow. in this way just with these pills in the last two years that's absolutely shocking. Shocking. Wow. That's where we are here. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in the most terrible state. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely uh, unfortunate. Uh, and I think this is kind of a good segue uh, to the book, um, you know, just just talking about, you know, government and things like that. Um, so so tell tell the title of the book and then we'll get into uh, kind of what what inspired it and, and all of that. Sure. Yeah. So um, the title of my book is um, Under God, Over the People, The Calling and Accountability of Civil Government, A Confessional Perspective. And what I'm doing here really is, is sharing with people the fruits of our own studies that we did as a church in September 2020, uh, when we looked at Chapter uh, 24 of the Second London Confession, which is our Confession of Faith. And we and we studied it together and we asked ourselves, look, what are, what do our what are our fathers in the faith teach us here uh, from the scriptures concerning our relationship to the civil authorities? Now, they in the 16th and 17th century, they went through persecution. They went through trouble. They went through terrible hardships, uh, you know, as, as nonconformists and dissenters here in, in England in that period. Many of them were cut off from public life. Uh, many of them couldn't even have their babies registered if they refused mm. to have them 
uh, baptized as infants, which is obviously a fundamental tenet of our our faith and conviction that we're baptized on profession of faith. So they, they couldn't even because church and state were, were intermingled, uh, they couldn't even get their children acknowledged or recognized as even existing. So they 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 had terrible persecution and sufferings and and, and standing for the faith cost them a great deal. So we, we thought to ourselves, look, here we're in this situation. Where are we going to get wisdom? Where are we going to get understanding? So we look, we looked to our confession and we studied it together and we found those studies to be so helpful, so relevant, so important uh, that we thought, hey, this is this is useful. We need to put this into print. We need to think about this a little more. And of course, when you when you transfer something from a Bible study or a midweek study to print, then you put in that extra work and that extra research just to make sure everything's sharp and, and relevant. Uh, and that's really where it came from, because by September of 2020, we, we became convinced as a church that the justification for lockdowns uh, was no longer there. Mm. Uh, that the, the, the way in which we were bamboozled in the march um, into a situation which we weren't ready for, which we didn't know how to answer or respond to by the time we got to september we had the knowledge we had the understanding we believed that it wasn't justified uh to be preventing people from gathering for worship so we needed to know what the scriptures taught and we knew the best place to go to understand the scriptures in context uh was to our fathers in the faith who who, who had forged out that biblical teaching on the anvil of affliction and suffering and persecution nice nice yeah no that that's uh, that rings so true um like i said even here um about the same timeline uh once we gathered the information you know as far as what because like i said it was new to everybody so once we gather information um uh, you know we, guys like dr MacArthur and and other guys were like saying okay what how far is enough? Like, where, where do we stand? You know, how much do we, you know, give up? Or how much do we actually uh, listen, you know, to, to these people in authority, you know, and they don't have authority over Christ. So um, as far as, you know, kind of getting into the book a little bit, uh, what, what's your, uh, I guess you talked about the, the confession and how that kind of inspired it, which, which I, I appreciate that. Um, what, what's kind of the, I guess, the format or the approach of the book, um, as far as, as it reads, is it like a, uh, you said research. So is it like a study or, or how, how does it roll out that? Way? Well, basically what, what I've sought to do, Duane, is to, is to present the teaching of the confession in a very accessible way. So I begin in chapter one by outlining uh, the, the government, civil government is answerable mm -hmm. to God so that every civil authority, every you know, institution of state, national, local, whatever level answers to God, that God ordains them, that God, call, that God sets them aside, that God determines what their, what their, their calling is. Uh, and they will answer to God. You know, somehow we we get this idea, even as Christians, that the civil authorities uh, don't don't have to answer to God, that they're civil, they're secular, we say. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as God is concerned, secular doesn't exist right? because God is. So God is the God of the civil authorities just as much as he is the God of the, the believers. It's simply that the civil authorities don't respond to God as they ought. And that's obviously their problem. 
So we begin there. We, we say, look, the civil authorities are answerable to God. Then in chapter two, we look at the fact that the civil authorities are called by God. So we go into a little more detail as to what is the role of the civil authorities? Mm-hmm. What has God mm-hmm. actually called them to do? Uh, and, and there's some surprising stuff in that. You know, I, I think most people think that the, that, that the state structures and authorities are there probably for three things for to preserve our health to educate us and to make us wealthy so it's the economy it's education and it's healthcare. but actually according to the bible it's not mm-hmm. those are not the primary callings of the civil authorities the primary callings of the civil authorities are to establish justice and righteousness peace and equity and to defend the fatherless and the widow so that the the the, the, uh, the poor and the weak and the and the disenfranchised are not 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 abused or mistreated any in any way that's the responsibility of the the civil authority and as they put it in the confession to reward the good and punish the evil mm. it's about right and wrong it's about good and evil because that's what the civil authority is there for mm-hmm. to preserve peace and then in chapter three we go into the issue of the sword so that what has god what authority has god given to the civil authority to to make sure that peace reigns that righteousness reigns that truth reigns that good is done that evil is rooted out and he's given to the authorities the sword he's not given them the peace shooter mm. uh, you know, he's not just given them the pen he's given them a sword and that's very explicit in scripture right, right away from genesis 9 onwards it's very explicit the sword is put into the hand of man so that anybody who sheds the blood of man that that, that he's got to pay for that and that, and that you know it becomes clear as we read through our scripture that that is rooted in, in the authority of of the government of the state the state has that authority so that's chapter three and then chapters four and five really is where the rubber hits the road for us because in chapter four we we study the godly magistrate how there is a calling for the christian in the civil realm to to uh, be a godly magistrate and in that chapter we examine the the need for christians in the, the state in the civil authority to be alert and to be aware of the agenda of the godless mm-hmm. uh, I, again it goes back to what i said earlier on Duane, about the fact that so many christians are naive Right. Some from government stands up and says, we only want to save lives. Do you really want to save lives? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, why, are you, why are you running these abortion clinics? Why are you sending pills in the post? Why are you legislating so that people can kill themselves legally? You know, so-called mercy killing and so on. If you love life, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. actually love life. You don't believe in the sanctity of life. So the, what then is their real agenda? And we've, we've got to probe with those in authority who are not believers and, and suspect them of, of, of evil motives. What does Romans 1 say? They're suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. Right. So I think we're, we're calling there in that fourth chapter on Christians to be aware of what's going on, to be alert to what's going on, for Christians to, to engage with the civil authorities and get involved, at, you know, as citizens at that level. And then in the fifth chapter, it is about well, what does it mean to be a godly citizen? How do we how do we live in a godless society? How do we live in a society that is fundamentally wicked, mm-hmm. that is about 
abandoned God, but has abandoned his laws and his will and his ways. And there and, and towards the end of that chapter, we begin to look at the whole question of disobedience. And I make this point away that I'll finish with this because I've been long. Um, I'll make this point here that there is a time when a Christian must disobey the civil mm-hmm. authorities. Not may, mm-hmm. not may, but must. Right. And and we need to know when that time is. You know, the apostle said in Acts 5, we must obey God rather than men. There comes a point where you have to say no to the civil authorities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To know when that point is. You know, that's really, really critical. For sure. We apply ourselves and we think about that. And in relation to COVID and lockdowns and all the rest of it, as churches, we need to answer that question. How far do we go and say thus far and no further? Mm, I love it. I love it, man. I think it's, it's super uh, timely, um, you know, and, and I love, you know, just what you went over so far, man. I, I think a lot of people can benefit from that um, because, you know, like we were, like you said, we were caught with the trousers down the first time. Um, I, I honestly think there may be a second time, and um, and I, I think it'll be uh, great that uh, we're we're better prepared, and resources like yours would uh, definitely yeah. help with that for sure. Yeah, I think Dwayne, on that subject, you say you, you believe there's going to be a second time. I would be stronger. I mm-hmm. would say to people, wake up! This isn't the first time, and there may be a second time and a third time. This mm. is it now. This is it. What what a university I studied history and I can tell you categorically that when a government acquires powers, it mm-hmm. does not relinquish them unless it has to. That so is true. Our governments have acquired these powers now. They will use them. They will use them. So it's already happened. And it's not a question of it may happen again. It's happened, it's happening, and it will go on happening. So mm. this is the brave new world we're in. And as Christians and as churches, we're going to wake up, you know, read Revelation, read mm-hmm. Daniel. The, the, these governments are beasts. They are beasts and they are godless and they are and they are destructive. They're tearing apart lives, as we've said. And we need to wise up and wake up and be alert and be ready to to know where we stand as churches. Are we really going to say to a civil authority? Okay, okay, no problem. You tell us to shut down, we'll shut down. Come on, guys. Right. What's more important, the body or the soul? Mm, love it. What's more important, Christ or Caesar? Mm-hmm, Are you going to mm-hmm. listen? Now, what's more important, meeting the needs of people's uh, physical well-being or meeting the needs of their eternal, never-dying souls that will face God in the judgment for an eternity of heaven or hell? Where do we stand, guys? Let's wake up. Love it. So this is where we are, Domaine. Yes, sir. We've got to be ready. That's right. Totally agree. Totally agree. I love it, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Our culture is inundated with an influx of Eastern philosophy. Whether it's yoga or mindfulness, our culture is at peace with Eastern mysticism. I'm Lee Jones from Reformed Meditations, and this show seeks to promote true meditation, filling our minds with God's Word instead of emptying them, seeking peace with God instead of chasing imaginary inner peace, and enjoying God forever, starting now, instead of trying to heal ourselves with mysticism. If that appeals to you, go subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow me on Twitter at REF Meditations. That's at Ref Meditations on Twitter. Grace and peace. All right, we're back in here with my good friend Oliver, man. And uh, Oliver, this is the side of the show where I do the bar signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests, no matter who they are. And so the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, boy. Ah, wow. I listen to a lot of music. Okay. I, 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 I like um, I like romantic period music. So that's 19th century music by Rachmaninoff and Sibelius. Uh, it's very moving. But also, um, I, I, I do like a bit of reggae, I have to say. That's I love right. it. <laughs> blues. So my one of my favorite films is the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. um, and I, I love to play that at home. Uh, the soundtrack to that. So there you go. Bit of an nice. I like it. I like it. Good deal. It's funny you mentioned reggae. Um, I've been asked twice this week if I was Jamaican. I think it's because of my hair. Uh, oh which, wow! Yeah. So that, that's that's been that's been the I trend this you week. Your answer is no. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely <laughs> born and raised in the countryside of North Carolina. So, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Uh, yeah. So at, at this moment in time, uh, two books I've got on the go. One is Holiness by J.C. Ryle. We're reading this with the men in our church. Um, and we've just studied the book on sanct- uh, the chapter on sanctification. It's an excellent book. It's it's like 150 years old, but it could have been written yesterday. Yep. It's back up today. It, it exhorts us to godliness, and and it's a tremendous book. The other book I'm reading is is not a Christian book per se. It's a history book. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 it's called Dominion by Tom Holland. This guy is not a Christian, but he's very favorable towards Christianity. Mm. And he can see the blessings of Christianity that it's brought to our culture. And his argument is, if we abandon Christianity, then we will lose everything that makes us who we are as Western nations. So that's a really, really interesting book. uh, And I'm enjoying that because I've always had an interest in history. Love it. Love it. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Ah, well, yeah. Um, one of the things that we do in our church is that we believe in a shared ministry. So I'm not the only pastor in my church. Um, I have colleagues and we sit under one another's ministry. So regularly, usually once on a Sunday, at least every other Sunday, we're all sitting under one another's ministry. So that's a tremendous blessing to hear God's word. Uh, brought to us live. But in terms of um, listening online, my favorite guy to listen to online is R.C. Sproul. I just love R.C. I think his, his, uh, well, I love his voice. I mean, he's got older and older. I mean, he's not with us anymore, obviously, but 
as right. he got older and older, his voice got more and more grainy and deeper and deeper. So I, I just love to hear him. He became very, very familiar to me. But his approach to teaching, he had a unique gift. He ha had a unique gift of taking very complicated doctrines and ideas and making them very clear to us. Yep. I really appreciate R.C. Sproul. Recommend him to your listeners. For sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely my favorite. Uh, one of the first guys that I started listening to uh, when I discovered uh, Reformed Faith. Um, and always, you know, I remember when I first discovered him and um, and he always talked about Dr. Uh, Gershner, the, his professor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he ended up having, like you said, when he got older, he had the same cadence and, you know, similar to his, uh, to his, to his professor, man. So that's right. I, I know Dr. exactly what you yeah, As Dr. Yeah. Gershner used to say, yeah, I'm not very yeah. good at American accent, but <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh taking time out of your schedule, man. It's been fun to uh chat with you. Um, I'm gonna give you the uh, opportunity to close this out, uh, let people know about the book, where they can pre-order the book, and uh, where they can find you on social media if you're there, and then uh, we'll, we'll slide out of here. Thanks very much, Dwayne. Really appreciate that and appreciate your listeners tuning in. So you can get the book uh, Under God, Over the People from um, a website called Broken Wharf. So that's broken as in the word broken wharf, W-H-A-R-F-E. Um, and that's dot com. Broken Wharf is the place in London where they signed up to the confession back in 1689. Uh, so go on to brokenwolf.com and you can pre-order the book there uh, and it will be available in May and wherever you are in the world, we'll get it to you. Uh, there's a special pre-order discount and a discount on, on, um, on, on the shipping as well. So uh, there's lots of other books there available, some from the UK, some uh, that come from over the pond, i.e. where you guys are, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and lots of information and material on the website there. Uh, awesome. If you want to listen to me uh, further, you'll find me on Sermon Audio. So just type in my pretty distinctive name uh, to Sermon Audio, Oliver Almond, A-L-L-M-A-N-D hyphen Smith. Ridiculous long British name. And uh, you'll find me there on Sermon Audio. Uh, I think I've got about eight or nine hundred sermons on that. So. Awesome. 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 Good stuff. Well, listen, thank you again. Definitely fun. We'll have links to uh, the book and everything in the show notes um, and make sure you guys check it out to the bar listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar podcast, favorite podcast every Tuesday. Make sure you tune in. And then we want you to check out all the other podcasts on the network. Make sure you go to the bar Go to the tab that says network. Check out all the podcasts on the network. Also, if you want some bar gear, go to the bar And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.